ladies. Um, my name is Rebecca Carroll, and I have been a member at Sojourn since 2011, and I'm so thankful to be able to share some thoughts with you this morning, um, or whenever you're listening to this, about Advent, um, the season of waiting, and uh, I feel like 2020 has given us a lot of practice with that, waiting for many things, uh, everything from click list to doctor's appointments to presidential election results to vaccination to everything. We've just been waiting so much. Um, and it's been good practice, right? Good practice for uh, the waiting that we have to do um, as we wait for, for Christ's return. Um, and while frustrating, I think that that's good. Um, the one thing that I'm so grateful for with waiting is that uh, Jesus gave us some, some amazing tools and commandments to help us when we are waiting um, and during all times. Because here's what we have to remember. Um, though 2020 has been very hard, it is not the end of our waiting and it's not the end of the conflict and tension and stressful events happening around us. Um, when we switch into 2021, things will not um, really be any different. So I want to um, have a small part in helping us prepare our hearts for that um, continued waiting and just dealing with everything going on around us. So with all of that in mind, um, I want to read for me for you from John chapter 15. It says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And Jesus goes on to say that the greatest love is to lay your life down for a friend. And I'm not asking you to do that. However, I do want to think about the very particular and unique ways that Jesus loves us. Um, aside from his death on the cross and carrying every one of our specific sins with him. Um, but the way that he loves us in our everyday life, the way that we feel comfort and joy and peace um, as a result of his love for us. Jesus asked us to love other people the way that he loved us. Um, and that's really, really hard. Very, uh, very particular and unique ways of loving people. Um, that goes beyond, I think, what most of us are comfortable with. And it's, a, it's so interesting to me and exciting and intriguing that this basic part of human life and human experience, this central thing of love, is so challenging for us. Because we all experience love in different ways. We all prefer love in different ways. And so yeah, it is a challenge. Um, it is a challenge. I've been doing a lot of reading and thinking about this as my children grow older. Um, we recently found a video from when we found out our fourth child was a girl. 
and I had, you know, set up the video camera and got a little onesie and ultrasound pictures and they were in a Target bag because we didn't buy a gift bag. And our two oldest boys were sitting at the table opening and it was supposed to be this wonderful moment. And my oldest opens the bag and he is excited because he wanted a little sister. And my second oldest, Flynn, is almost in tears. And it wasn't because he didn't want a little sister. It was because we brought home a Target bag and nothing in that bag was for him. Um, you can guess if you know the five love languages that he, his love language is gifts. I didn't know that. <laughs> and when I look back on it now, um, my heart hurts for him. I can imagine how unloved his little three-year-old heart felt, but um, it gives me insight. And now I know how to love my son more particularly and uniquely the way that Christ loves me. And so what I want to challenge us to do this season uh, in this idea of loving people the way that Christ loves us is to ask someone close to you if they feel loved by you and if not, how they could feel more loved by you. And I will tell you, this is very humbling. Um, it takes courage to do that because you might hear something surprising. Um, you might find out that your spouse or your parent or your sibling or your child doesn't feel particularly loved by you and that you might have to change how you love them. And that can be hard. Um, but on the flip side of that, for those of us who are like me, a little prickly, to be kind, um, some of us make it really challenging to love us. We tend to not want to share how we feel love, and um, there's a pride element in there for sure for me. Um, and so if you find yourself on that end of this, um, I don't know, discussion, of feeling like, you know, my spouse doesn't love me well, or my parents, I don't feel loved by my parents. Um, my bet is that that person desperately wants you to feel loved, but they just don't know how. And so maybe it's time for that conversation for you to say to them, you know, I would feel loved if, or I feel really loved when this happens. Um, and teach the people around you who you love the most you care about the most, teach them how to love you. So find someone close to you who you can love better and help the people close to you love you better. Because as Jesus says, this commandment is to help our joy. He says, so that your joy may be full, to fill up our hearts with joy. Um, such a wonderful thing and much needed, especially at this time of the year. But as you know, God gave us another commandment um, in Matthew. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. I think it's hard for us to comprehend this, to comprehend how to love God with every part of our being. And yet it is our commandment. Um, 
it is the commandment that will help fill us up with joy and love. And so how do we do this? And I think about God the Father looking at his children and just asking us to let him love us in unique and particular ways. This is really hard for me. This is a hard one. To accept the love that is sitting there waiting for me. Um, it's super challenging for me. And maybe it is for you too. Um, but I would just encourage you to look for those moments. And, you know, people call them all kinds of things like God moments or whatever. But there are moments where you can just feel known by God. He's sitting right in front of you, showing you something. Um, for me, uh, one profound moment, which will sound silly to you, but it's okay. Um, I was running and I was struggling. I think I was sick <laughs> and running and in a lot of pain. And this blue heron took off right next to me, right? If you've ever seen a blue heron take off, they're beautiful and landed about 20 yards up the creek that I was running alongside. And as soon as I came to it again, it took off. And as soon as I came to it again, it took off. It was like we were, like I was chasing it. You know, it was leading me back to where I'd started. And it was so, it felt so profound that the Lord was showing up next to me saying, you can do this, you can do this, follow me, just follow me. Um, and even now, when I see blue herons, the sky are taking off, it's just a reminder to me of God's particular love for me. Um, maybe for you, it's when a song comes on the radio or when you open a packet of Starburst and it's your favorite flavor or um, when a friend reaches out to you with encouragement. I feel like the Lord speaks to us in many ways, through many people, in many different means. And it's our gift to him to listen and to be willing to accept, to have an open heart for those opportunities um, and to carry them with us. So this season, as we prepare for Christmas, um, I would just love for us to follow these commandments, these simple, basic things um, to love God, to allow him to love us and to love other people because I feel like when we do these things, when we follow these two commandments, right? Um, our joy increases exponentially. Um, our hearts are full and we're able to share with other people. And that's, uh, I feel like, <laughs> kind of the purpose behind why these are the commandments. These are the two commandments that Jesus gave us. Not only for our benefit, for the benefit of others, but ultimately for his glory. Um, and there's nothing better than that. So let me pray for us very quickly um, and wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, Lord God, thank you so much for loving us uniquely and particularly. Um, thank you for providing opportunities for us to see how you love us, for us to be known by you, to be seen by you. Um, you are just 
so amazing in that way that for every single one of us, no matter how we feel loved, you find a way. No matter what we're walking through, you walk with us. No matter what we're facing, you face it too. Um, it is profound in its simplicity to be loved by the creator of the world. Um, I ask that you help us be able to accept how you feel about us, to remember that Christ gave up his life for us, um, and to know that the work is done, death is defeated, um, and it's for your glory. And I just ask that you would walk with us through these coming weeks and months, um, prepare our hearts for Christmas and the joy that as we celebrate Jesus being born, um, but also help us to look for opportunities to share the love and joy that you've given us with other people. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye, ladies, and Merry Christmas.